technology advances, but humans don't. We're smart monkeys, and what we want is always the same. Food, shelter, sex, and in all forms, escape. A man who never loves gives no hostage to fortune. To paraphrase a great scientist. Welcome to the Fluent Nerd, a not-so-serious discussion on all things nerdy. I'm Z. I'm Neil. This is a show where we discuss our love-hate relationship with the most famous and infamous franchises, movies, shows, and games of the nerd world. This week we're talking about... Altered Carbon. Yeah, the Netflix show. Yeah. Uh, Season 2 just dropped, so we figured we might as well do this. And uh, just to... I guess call out some of the things you may be hearing. We're doing this via Skype because we're practicing social distancing. Awesome. I'm COVID-19. quarantine drunk. Hey. <laughs> Day drunk and quarantine drunk. It's, uh, it. it's, it's a good way to like, be. Oh, wait, it's 5 p.m. I was going to say noon. It's not noon. I lied. <laughs> Proceed, it's, lit- it's literally 5 o'clock somewhere, and that somewhere is here. Indeed. <laughs> so, Altered Carbon. It's... um. It's an interesting sci-fi show. It kind of came out of nowhere. It pro- it's probably a manga or a comic book somewhere because they're it's all a, uh, fucking novel. comic book. It's a novel. Interesting. I might actually have to pick this up now because I prefer reading novels and comics. Um, it's It centers around uh, a very interesting concept, which is that human the soul, essentially, your human consciousness has been digitized. Uh, the totality of your existence. Yeah, the the human essence is digitized yeah. into these things called stacks. They're like, you, you know, futuristic USB disks that <laughs> you know, copy. Uh, more like a... More like a CD. Like a cloud. It's like, cloud. No, it's yeah. cloud. Well, it doesn't back it up in the cloud. It's backed up well, to a very specific thing. Well, some That's people a, are cloud-based, remember? I'm getting to that. Most people are not, though. Most people are these little disks. They put them in bodies, which they call sleeves, yeah, so that you can... God fucking... Christ, dude. <laughs> We're not even in the same room, and I want to smack the shit out of you. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Break your <laughs> protocol. I dare you. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm under quarantine till March 30th, which would be fun. Um, anyway, I've lost where I was. Where the fuck was I? Robots. AIs. Not really, but <laughs> but yeah. They, they, They're in a Japanese-inspired noir film uh, set in the future on an alien planet called Harlan's World. No, except that it takes place on Earth. Well, season, the second season, season's in Harlan's world. Yes, I know. I'd get to all this if I had some cohesive thinking, dude. Go for it. Jesus. Try your best. Uh, apparently, this is my best. Uh, <laughs> human consciousness is on these things called stacks. Stacks exist in the bottom, like, nearish where your brainstem meets your spine. And if that gets destroyed, you are what's called real death. Or in RD'd. the deep throat region. Back of the throat. <laughs> Am I wrong? Proceed. So they give you some exposition at the beginning. Takeshi Kovach, let's just say that name for out of, out of context, is the character that we're supposed to be sending around here for both season one and season two. He is from, I guess when we first pick him up in the story, from 250 years prior, 
during he was part of an uprising, uh, some uprising that was trying to end the quote unquote immortality of people and bring back real death as a concept. Yeah, he um, and his sister were uh, terrorized by they the were, Yakuza. So right? his so 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 Takeshi when he was a kid was he killed his dad because his dad was a fucking asshole and needed to be killed. So when he was like twelve years old, he killed his dad and was arrested by the um the protectorate which are like yeah. the government uh, and he was like a special forces guy and he said don't worry son we're going to take care of your sister she's going to go to a loving family well then they sold her to the yakuza so <laughs> when he came back years later he found her and they got back together we don't really learn this until like a number of episodes in uh but cuz we find Takeshi Kovach when he was he's being brought back by one of these people that are called meths they're like the super rich it's based off methuselah from the bible Um, they pretty much it's rich people on steroids. So they're not only just rich, they're immortal. Yeah. Talk Uh, about class struggle. Like, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. It it takes class struggle and cause just completely fucks it up because there's literally no way you can move from one to the other. Yeah. They are your immortality. They become gods in a sense. And there are people who worship them as gods as we come find out. Um, I think the guys like Zeus or Jesus was never good because they didn't answer. Our gods answered. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, So so they only get this technology because a person named Kelchrist Falconer discovers this alloy on one of the planets that allows you to make this stack, which is the hard drive of your brain. She discovered an alien technology from a species long dead called the Elders. Mm -hmm. Um, She wanted to say the Founders, but... it's the elders, yeah, the elder civilization. Yeah, it's it's weird because it doesn't come up very often, especially in the first season. It's just kind of a thing that floats in the background. Second season yeah. dives really deeply into it, and I think almost too quickly. They didn't give us enough backstory for it. Um, but again, it's like you said, mentioned earlier, it's like a noir-type uh, storytelling where Takeshi is like an investigator. This one meth, Lawrence Bancroft, uh, believes he was murdered, or at least somebody attempted to murder him for real. Yeah, um, they did kill his stack, which is the term for your blank body that can be filled by your or not your uh, what do they call that sleeve? Your yeah, sleeve. They murdered. Well, no, his they blew, they blew his stack right out of his sleeve with an energy weapon. They attempted to really kill him, but he had yeah. just been backed up. Right. Because as a meth, it's it's super expensive to have clones of yourself as the well cloud, as backups of your the Apple Cloud option is very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's you know Apple's ones... running this shit, right? You know oh, it. for fucks. Yeah, absolutely. They're sleek like Apple. By the way, we're sponsored by Apple. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Apple Stack. <laughs> the iStack. That's exactly what it's called. Um, and there's a lot of shit that, like this 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 is a sci-fi that just keeps throwing twists and turns at you until finally at the end we come back to some sort of cohesive, like, oh yeah, here's where the reason why we're all in on this. Especially in season one, towards like towards the second to last episode, it starts getting to like, why are they doing what the fuck they're doing right now? There's like there's very dark shit. There like, is the fact that they have actual people in these like sadistic, fucked up, like they torment people just for fun, just because yeah. people will pay for it. Because death is not death is impermanent. Death Unless, doesn't give you a thrill anymore, so nothing that involves the fear of death holds a thrill anymore. So now you have to just like torture right. people for fun, right? And as far as plots concerned, season one is, centers around the murder of Lawrence Bancroft, Takeshi Kovach. Um, he's been brought back in the sleeve of this Lieutenant Ortega, her fiance, 
And she's been like paying off a mortgage to keep that sleeve available for him when he gets released from prison because he was set up to do some pretty dark shit. And so he was arrested. And when they arrest you and put you in jail, they actually just put you on ice is what they say, which is they'll take your stack and just kind of throw it in a pile. Or so, if you're a real dickhead, they can put you in a torture program for that entire t- yes, time. Yes, yes. Which I've done to Takeshi at some point. A few well, times. yeah, yeah. Well, they, <laughs> yeah, they they'll put you in virtual and can literally torture you to death over and over much and like over and over. Miles O'Brien. Yes, <laughs> much like <laughs> Miles O'Brien. It's, it's always comes back to O'Brien. Miles O'Brien. It, it, everything is a Miles O'Brien joke. <laughs> Except, uh, I think virtual in this takes the same amount of time. Right. Yeah. Miles As, got tortured way worse. Yeah. Right. It, it all happened in like a day. It's um, much, much worse. <laughs> Being Miles O'Brien is the ultimate punishment, yeah. is what you're saying. So, yeah, again, to, to succinctly kind of bring it up as best as I can, season one's about the murder of Lawrence Bancroft and the um, kind of the people who are involved in that who actually did it. His sister apparently comes back and she's one of the meths now because it's been 300 years. who is really, really hot, by the way. Yeah. Uh, she, she, uh, she betrayed the envoys, which were the rebels, you know, however long ago that was. And she became one of these folks and um, has been trying to get Takeshi to come back because they're really tight. You know, they were they're like, well, really... that was in the original lifetime of Takeshi Kovach, which is about 250 years before the start of the show. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, the person who led that was Kelcrest Falconer. She basically <laughs> is the one who invented the sleeves on accident. She discovered the alloy. She didn't and... do it on accident. She, well, she, uh... okay, she discovered it. Yeah, she well, she she yeah. she didn't go by Kelcrest Falconer then. I can't remember the name she had, yeah. but uh, she had said that she wanted to expand or extend her lifetime so she could explore the stars. Yeah, and you know, a, a wonderful reason to create special. something like that. And right. this is just that idea gone totally to hell. Yeah, it's basically like taking any good idea and then warping it to be like yeah. some capitalist bullshit. And then season basically two is uh, yeah. And season two is all about uh, Takeshi being on the planet where the uprising began. That's where his like li- where his life had been torn apart essentially. You know, before the first season. Uh, and then it's him, and he also, of course, he and the rebel leader, Kel Chris Falconer, they fall in love, and there's a whole, a lot of the subplot is due around that love story. Um, there's an AI hotel named Poe. I can't really believe it take this long for me to mention it. He's my favorite fucking character. Same, um, There are AIs in this world, and many of them go into the hotel business, because, sure. Um, and they become sort of uh, obsessive of people, and, and they get really... Like people don't like AIs. Like apparently they were popular for a while and then just didn't pan out. Um, Poe is like his, that. like his like uh, his like partner. You know, in the classic noir story, the detective also has like a kind of a smart ass partner who's not as smart, um, but is you know kind of a MacGuffin can do anything. That's Poe. Holmes. Um, what's that? Holmes to the Sherlock. Or I'm sorry. What the fuck's his uh, partner's name? Doctor Watson. Watson. He's the Watson yeah. to the Sherlock. Yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a yeah. yeah that's he exactly was in Zulu Wars. Respect. <laughs> okay, he was uh, in the traditional traditional story. And in season two, it's all on this other alien planet called Harlan's World, uh, apparently where the metal to create stacks is naturally occurring. There was a big elder civilization there. Um, I guess spoilers for season two massively. Um, there. Apparently, the people who founded that world killed all the elders that were still there, even though they weren't supposed to. People thought elders had been gone for thousands of years, but uh, there weren't some. There were still some around, but they wanted the world that they could. And uh, it's all about this one elder kind of 
conducting its vengeance through the various people as again stacks can transfer consciousness and things like that so pretty much that's the best i think i can do with uh the time we have as far as plot is concerned because like i said heavily complex like super complex plot lots of subplots yeah there are some very heavy themes that reoccur um a lot of that is like resurrection redemption there's a lot of that uh, yeah. there's a lot of like atoning for your mistakes and some of it's ignoring your mistakes for several lifetimes and being a stubborn asshole. And there's a lot of like, catching up to you. there's a lot of social class stuff that goes into this. That's very much like, you know, not necessarily anti-capitalism, but like it, it delves into it. Sure. Um, and again, it does what I like with good sci-fi is it takes the idea and just goes wherever it takes you. takes it to the end of the natural progression. Like yeah, where, where, do, where should this go? Like for instance, there's a couple scenes with, uh, you know, someone getting reanimated into a sleeve. It's like a little girl, and she comes back as like a big thug metalhead yeah, yeah. guy. With well, no, no, tattoos. no, no, it's no, no, no. That's a different thing. It's the little girl brought back as like that older junkie chick in the beginning. Yeah, because she because she was killed sleeve. in a drive by, and the state provides you a free sleeve. Yeah, that's what I'm getting but at. It's, yeah, but it's, it's this old at, junkie woman. <laughs> yeah, the state gives you something, but it's not what you want. I mean, it's yeah. like, well, she's alive. Deal with it. Yeah, because so they, they, they say that, that to her. It's like, hey, the state says you get a free sleep. Doesn't tell you what it's gonna be. Enjoy. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but but then uh, or I like it when Ortega brings her grandmother back in that tatted up gangster yes, that you mentioned. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and we'll talk about it probably in uh, in the next section. But uh, Vimy the twin, he's one of my favorites. Yeah. All right. Um, well, give us a few minutes, and we'll come back with all that. All right. So Chris Connor plays Poe. He was in nothing. <laughs> nothing, nothing dirty. Uh, uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry he never plays Kel- before this. Yeah, she plays Kelchrist Falconer. She was in Star Trek Enterprise as Crewman Kelly. Oh shit! Yeah, I know. Okay, That's and she's going to be in the movie adaptation of Hamilton, which I haven't seen. Um, Go ahead and shit on me, nerds. I haven't seen it. Sorry. I don't. No, <laughs> it happens. All right, I, for for okay. This is not a race thing, but I'm going to refer to them as Japanese Kovach, White Kovach, and Black Kovach. Okay, nope. Uh, Fair, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. Let's talk about their sleeves. Yeah. Right, so Japanese Kovach is played by Will Yun Lee. Uh, he's in Mortal Kombat X. He's in True Blood, which, not a bad show. Yeah. Uh, kind of, like, turns into shit at the end, but whatever. Uh, he's yeah, in Saints Row. Yeah, Saints Row 3 and 4. And he was in Die Another Day, one of the Bond movies. All right. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Daikin Lockman plays Raylene Kawahara. Uh, Ray- Raylene. I, Raylene, you're right. Uh, I recognized her immediately from Dollhouse. I love that fucking show, and if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. I haven't seen it's it. It's not available anywhere now, like for free, or on one of the things we have, but it's amazing. It's a Whedon Brothers thing, or a Joss Whedon thing. Yeah. Uh, she's no. also in... Joss is two people now. He is the Whedon Brothers. Well, him and his brother... He is Jimmy the Twin. Deal with it. Um... She's also in the new Jurassic Park that's coming out called Jurassic Park Dominion. Jurassic seen it. World Dominion, because Jurassic Park films are done with. Okay, whatever. I'm drunk. <laughs> We've gone over this. Uh, she's in Supergirl, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The 100. All right, now, Black Kovach is Anthony Mackie. He's yeah. in Striking Vipers, the Black Mirror episode. <laughs> Probably, I'm going to go ahead and say it, I think it's the best episode at this point. Uh, Space Fleet. Really? I don't uh, know. They both I have their pros and cons. Yeah. What's the '80s one that I like a lot? Oh, um, shit! I knew it right before you said it. Yeah, I San Junipero. 
San Junipero. I still think that's the best one, but Striking Vipers is definitely top three. Yeah, Striking Vipers is good because uh, you know, yeah, we'll do all. You didn't record. see we'll, it coming. Yeah, you didn't see it coming. Ah, uh, yeah, but, but they did. He's also Falcon in, in uh, the Marvel Universe. He's yeah. in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I had a gloss and... over the Marvel Universe. What? <laughs> I, am, just... I I mentioned it. That's not keep glossing going. Over. Just keep going. Yeah, I, I forgot eight... he was in Vampire Lincoln. Or, yeah, I thought I forgot he was in that movie. He's in Eight Mile as well. Oh shit! All right, Joel Kinnaman is White Kovach. Uh, he's in the RoboCop remake, and he's in Suicide Squad, and apparently the remake as Rick Flag. I don't know either, and I'm the DC guy. I'm so sad that he's part of Suicide Squad, because I will say, that actor is the reason I kept watching Ar- Alter Carbon Season 1, I think. Like, I will say that every single actor on this show has been phenomenal. I don't have a problem with any of them. Yes. Even um, even the guy you just mentioned, because uh, he wasn't my favorite uh, casting choice for Takeshi Kovach. Really? I, I liked him a lot. I, I saw him as um, Ortega's boyfriend. Like no, 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 no. The, stolen. White, white Kovach? Absolutely. I'm talking yeah. about season two Kovach. Oh, Black Kovach. Just say Black Kovach. I would, sure, Black Kovach. <laughs> I, I, I like that actor. I like him a lot. The fact that He's I great. recognized him, I think the reason that altered, you know, White Kovach works so well is because I didn't recognize him. See, to and, be fair, I didn't recognize Black Kovach, so it worked for me. He was a great actor, and I didn't recognize him. It didn't take me maybe. out. Maybe. Uh, the that, fact that I recognized him affected yeah. it way too much for me also i think he tried to do it a little too deadpan but that's you no, know no, I, I liked it because kovach is deadpan think about asian kovach he's always deadpan yeah it, it, i will i will say the kovach actors all three of them do a phenomenal job of acting like each other yes yes that's the best part yeah uh, what was i gonna say okay so james purefoy plays lauren's bandcroft in season one lawrence. he's mark huh lawrence whatever he's mark antony in rome you Shit, that? that's where I knew him from. I, I can't know figure it. it out. No, no, no. You're going to be even more mad at yourself. You Go ahead and call yourself a dumbass. You're going to want to in a minute. Okay. He's also in A Knight's Tale. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> He's the I told prince. you. Call yourself a dumbass. Oh, God damn it. Call yourself a dumbass. I Fuck know you, you. want to. <laughs> He's also in Resident Evil. I haven't and, seen Resident uh, Evil. Haley Law plays Lizzie Elliott, and she's in Riverdale, which is a show I haven't seen, and a bunch of nerds are going to be mad at me for that. <laughs> I don't even know what it's about, much less has seen Again, it. Again, you so. mentioned it. I was like, I, I, sure, that's a thing. Okay. Uh, I know it's a thing. I know people who are into it. I just don't know what... It. I don't even know what it's about. So. It. Nerds are going to hate us. It happens. Nerds! All right, so every episode in season one is named after a classic noir film from the 40s or 50s. And uh, almost... That's Every cool. episode except one from the second season was also named after a classic noir film, except the very last episode that we've seen. Wait. Uh, so, yeah, you already mentioned this, but the Bancroft family, with other, along with other super wealthy members of society, are called Meths for Methuselah. He was a biblical figure from the Old Testament, and he was apparently 969 years old. Go ahead and say it. Say nice. Nice. I was going to. <laughs> I was going to. <laughs> all right so joel kinnaman has a congenital deformity known as pectus excavatum which is a sunken or caved in chest appearance now he's always been embarrassed to take a shirt off for movies or tvs now he corrected it with he had like metal bars put in his ribs and pumped his chest out somehow What's and they this? expanded it 
Pectivus Excavatum. No, Lawrence Bancroft, Bancroft, this guy? That's, that's who we're Joel talking Kinnaman, about? Joel Kinnaman, White, White, White uh, Kovach. Kovach. Huh. So they pushed his chest out, and they got his ribs like in place, and he was so psyched about it that he pretty much put it in his contract that he had to be shirtless somewhere in each episode. Because like this happened right before they recorded this show. Damn. He's like, I want to be shirtless a lot to make up for all the time I wasn't shirtless in other. So movies. he was like, so I guess it's like someone who like, like I guess the concept of like the person who's never been hot was able to be hot. Now they're gonna show off being hot. Or like an amateur porn actress gets boob implants and then. See, <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking more like the librarian who takes off her glasses, but you know. <laughs> I mean, okay, that's a wholesome way of saying what I was saying. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl, you can strip. You know that. You know you could be in a porno. <laughs> hey, you want to make five hundred dollars? I only made a hundred. Uh. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a black couch in a room. I need to sit on it. <laughs> yep. Okay. So on the side of the police <laughs> vehicles, over that one. Yeah, the first season, the police vehicles. Uh, on the side of it, it's in Hindi. It says, or the script is actually in a language called Devanagri, and it says Raksha Karna, which means to protect. So apparently they speak Hindi in the outlying world. Well, I think they speak every, again. First, first season is on Earth. It's literally in San Francisco. Well, apparently we speak Hindi in San Francisco. Now. No, they speak every language in the show. Like, like when, like, uh, um, the two cops, Ortega and um, shit, the Muslim guy, because that that matter because he speaks Arabic to her all the time, and she speaks Spanish back to That's him. Right. Yeah, in the same conversations, and they just understand each other. Uh, it makes sense if you're several lifetimes old that you absorb a couple of languages. Except that Ortega is not, nor is her family. Well, she's not right. No Catholics, but, which yeah. believe you can't be spun back up, or else you won't be able to get into heaven. Yeah. Okay. So the Raven, the Edgar Allan Poe themed hotel, was originally supposed to be Jimi Hendrix themed. Oh, I'm listening. Yeah, they had to change it because the estate would not give them permission. So, but so they went a from cool a Jimi Hendrix theme hotel to the Raven Hotel to fucking I mean, from Jimi Hendrix to Edgar Allan Poe. That was your plan B. Well, okay, I can see them being so pissed off they couldn't get Jimi Hendrix that they're like, you know what? What's in public domain right now? Like, who's old enough? You know what, Poe? Let's go with Edgar Allan Poe. I do. I bet you're absolutely right. They had to go public domain for it. Yeah, but he I died from laudanum poisoning. It. Laudanum poisoning in the 1850s. We'll just use him. It's fucking fine. I it's love fine. the fact they used Edgar Allan Poe. I that did was too. So that really cool. drew me in. But I'm not going to lie. I would have been down with Jimi Hendrix too. I mean, it would have been a very different show. Yeah. Okay. So Netflix was originally going to make this as a film, but the universe was like too dense. And they're like, we can't do this in yeah. two hours. Now, it's to be it's fair, almost too dense for the few episodes they've done. To be fair, Blade Runner did it. The original Blade Runner. It was yeah. just as dense. It was a similar time period. They had a lot of shit going on. They managed to do it. But when's the last time you rewatched Blade Runner? Like last week. So fucking logic. Count, how many times can you count that you've rewatched Blade Runner? Twenty plus. You are a rarity, sir. And I've watched I've watched it way more than I have Altered Carbon. Okay, I I think most people have. So yeah. Fuck your logic. That's it's also been out for what 30 years longer. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So this is actually the fourth time that Hiro Kanawaga has portrayed a character named Tanaka. Fucking what? <laughs> it's the fourth time he's had a character named Tanaka in a different movie or show. 
He just God keeps getting it. named Tanaka. That's you're talking about the police chief, right? Hiro Kanawaga. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he was the police chief. He was he was Ortega's boss. Okay, well there you go. He's been Tanaka four times. That's so funny. Yeah. All right. So the pilot was directed by uh, Miguel Sapanech. Sapochnik. Sapochnik. God bless you. He's the guy who directed Battle of the Bastards in Game of Thrones. And a lot of other good war episodes. All the battle episodes were that used Sapochnik. to be a thing that used to be a thing you could claim is honor, but <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean Battle of the Bastards was a good episode. So it, it was, was the a good only good episode of season eight. That wasn't in season eight. Fuck, you're right. It was season seven. Oh well. I'm drunk. <laughs> Deal with it. Okay. All right. This whole thing was filmed in Vancouver, where Joel Kinnaman also shot The Killing and Robocop. Okay, Robocop's a pretty cool tie-in. Uh, well, this it, is a new it kind Robocop. of feels like Robocop in a sense. Well, there's a lot of like being spun up in a new body. That's a yeah, thing. yeah. Now that yeah, now that I think about it, there's a lot. There are a lot of parallels. Pick a body. Any of the uh, any of the new guys that he played were pretty good. Yeah. Now I will say this: for a culture of people who are apparently all the time getting spun up in new bodies and like just joining their old lives. Yeah. These people overreact way too much when someone shows up in a new body. Like, it's like, guys, this has been happening for hundreds of years by this point. Why are you not used to this yet? Also, it's kind of fucked because if you think about it, anyone who's ugly, you just know is like Gen 1. Because why would you ever spin up an ugly body for Gen 2? Or you're just dirt poor, which is most of the people in this universe. Well, to be fair. Yeah, that's fair. But even then, like that body gives out eventually. I guess, yeah, you recycle into a new one, but like, yeah, but again, yeah. you're not guaranteed a new one later. You're only guaranteed a new one. Yeah. That girl was only Fair guaranteed enough. one because she was killed in a drive-by. Right. But if you're rich, you're absolutely going to be hot. <coughs> but you could be hot the first time around and just be lucky, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. there. Well, there were all those. There were all those uh, whores, you know, that were like, uh, like I'm not just some old hag resleeved in this. I'm actually only 18. And it's like Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty fucked. Okay, so in season two, the Protectorate uh, wears special armor that actually protects their neck, if you noticed, and they actually only ever aim at your neck. They're all about real death, which is kind of a cool thing. So it's it's like the two two of the chest, one in the head concept? (laughs) Yeah, except straight to the neck hole. (laughs) Yeah, it's just straight to the stack. Yeah. Okay, so Kovac's name is Slavic, and there are several versions of Slavic. Yeah, there's several versions of versions of the Kovach name, which is actually Hungarian, uh, and it basically means blacksmith or smith. It's the second most common name in Hungary. Yeah, so it's like it's it so he's smith. essentially named John Smith across two different cultures. Takeshi John Smith. Yes. <laughs> Takeshi John. Takeshi John Smith Kovach. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly normal. <laughs> okay, and my last good fact is that the last few lines that Pones or Poe recites when he's dying are taken straight from Annabelle Lee. Which was the last poem that Poe ever wrote, and, and it's, it's rumored to girlfriend. be about his. It's That's rumored cool. to be about his wife, who was also his first cousin. Well, you know, it was it was the Victorian age. People did that. Well, you know, these AI <laughs> things may be closely related. We don't know. They were both from the same era. They're like three hundred different planets. Years. Yeah, different planets. Though. But I do, I but did they like could be that. The same basic code. So they I, could be like first cousins in space. I didn't want to like her that that AI character, yeah, but she grew on archaeologist. I liked her yeah. a lot too. Dig three one seven or whatever her name was. Also, did you notice that her and um 
the bounty hunter's wife basically had the same job, but she was like the human version, and she was the. They were both archaeologues. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I did like catch human. that. I did catch that. She was a human counterpart. So I wonder if there's a tie because yeah. they never actually met each other. I wonder if they're like maybe old partners or something. You there and I'll say about, about season two. It felt like there was a lot of missing content, didn't it? I felt like season one was like that too. I felt like they wanted you to fill some gaps in yourself. That might be true. What I think happens is they probably film a hell of a lot more. And then oh. they just take out a lot, a lot of it. So they, the the actors feel natural. The old but for Suicide us, Squad treatment. But but I but, <laughs> I, but, I, but I, I, I would argue to say that, it, that at least season one of Alter Carbon, season two was great. I just didn't it didn't in it didn't capture me like the season like season one did. Oh, but yeah. whenever season one doing, grabbed you right by the nuts and gave you a reach around. Season, season one kind of left yeah, you there. Season one is just it, it it's. I love it a lot. Like when I rewatched it in, in 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 preparation for season two, I was remembering all the joy that I had watching it the first time, and I was still surprised because it had been two years, so I hadn't really remembered a lot of things. Like I forgot all about Vimmy the twin. I forgot yeah. all about um, the the freaking Jim Carrey looking motherfucker from the first one. There's a Jim Carrey motherfucker. It, so I don't know. He, uh, he runs this underground fighting fighting ring, and he. I, I, I literally Googled at one point, is Jim Carrey in Altered Carbon? <laughs> and... well, I thought Jada Pinkett Smith was in season two, but she wasn't her. No, no. The, uh, the bounty hunter girl I thought looked a lot like Jada Pinkett Smith, but it wasn't her. No. Um, I, but also, yeah. I thought that, um, God, who's that guy who does that vampire movie that I like? I sent you a text about this. You send me a lot of texts. He does the vampire movie. He does a lot of uh, the new Star Wars stuff. He did a lot of Mandalorian episodes. Tiki, uh, Waitiki. Who are you talking about? Yaka Waikiki or Waitiki. I can't remember his fucking name. What is he? Is he an actor? Is he a producer? You're not going to be shit to go on here. He plays the main vampire in that vampire movie that's like a documentary from New Zealand that I like. Oh, uh, What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. He plays the main kind of like effeminate vampire guy. He oh. also directed several episodes of Mandalorian and other shows. And I, I thought he was in uh, season two, but it turns out that's a guy who looks just like him. And I Googled his whatever his name in Alter Carbon. And it said, no, that was not blank in, in Alter Carbon. That's the first hit that came up. And I was like, well, at least I'm not the only idiot. <laughs> well, also, uh, what, Mr. Gata was in season two, wasn't he? That's who I thought this guy was. Oh, you thought it was Mr. Gata. Oh, because no, you Mr. told Gata me what? was Taiki Watiki or whatever. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. So they had a lot of people who looked like other people in the show, is what I'm getting at. <laughs> so they got the discount versions of the people you know? The great value versions, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we'll come back in a minute with, um, I don't know what, favorite, fan least favorite, other shit, fan theories. Cool. All right. All right, there should be more fucking fan theories about this shit. Like, pretty much fucking none. And for such a convoluted fucking show, I find that unacceptable. <laughs> Quite frankly, show... I'm offended at Reddit for not having any fan theories. Personally, first of all, Reddit do better. Second of all, this show made my <laughs> head hurt, so I can kind of get it. Season two made my head hurt, but not because of anything they did clever, only because what they did was super confusing. It's convoluted, yeah. Yeah, season two... I. I I'm not a fan. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't watch it again. I'm not going to watch season two again. The The best parts of season two were Poe's parts. Mm -hmm. 
Poe like, is consistently good character. and above the rest I of I mean, the, the acting the was cast. still superb. I'll give him that. The acting is always superb, but I'll the say this. I did feel that, especially Kel Chris Falconer, in my opinion, whenever she was delivering her lines, it felt like she was like, this dialogue is garbage, but yeah. I'm going to do it to the Season best of my one ability. had a lot of like, you know, real concepts to cling to. Like you had yes. the family parts, you had the love stuff, and then you yeah, had like loyalty the, yeah. and stuff like that. The, day, and then, the stories broke down to basic yeah. emotions or concepts you can wrap your head around. Yeah. Season two was less about that. It was more like, all right, well, I mean, we're going to go solve this problem because we want to, not because season we have two to. was more like a, it was, I, I hesitate to say more like a, like there's two types of Star Trek episodes. There's multiple types of Star Trek episodes. There's the ones that they do deal with those basic human emotions. And then there's the one where it's just, here's the problem of the week. And we're going to throw yeah. some techno babble at it until we solve Fair. the problem. That Fair. was season two to me. And those this are the episodes a of Star Trek. Anomaly. <laughs> yeah, th that's exactly all of this felt like a spatial anomaly. And we got to, you know, charge the deflector dish to take yeah. down the weird wet because they just drop you on Harlan's world. <laughs> Yeah, because again, this is what I didn't like about season two. I guess we're already because there aren't any fucking fan theories. I guess uh, the one bit of fan theory that I was able to find isn't even a fan theory. It's just a concept that I picked up on when I watched the show too. And I'm sure I'm I'm curious to see what your feedback on this is. Essentially, you know how the meths back up their consciousness, right? They're not the same person. Yeah, <coughs> I read the definition same theory. Yeah. <laughs> But by definition, they're not. It's in and actually, is it? It uh, it gets into some, I guess, ex existential it's questions. Question. It's it's actually more simple than the transporter question because your it's your memories from let's say a day ago is what you get backed up into. That that you is no longer existing. It is the old you, and it's not you. It's a recording of you. It's the prestige question then. That that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's who's going to be the man or in the box. Are you a really good copy of you? There's who knows. Yeah, when you move forward, you're not you. It, you're a computer. What I'll say, what I'll say is the in the in the in the um in the spirit of the sci-fi, if you're that same stack, I'll say that's the same person. But the minute that you've been copied and re and that stack needle dies, cast. and it's yeah. Well, the needle cast. I'll I'll even say that anything to directly do with one transfer over to the next it's when you're being backed up is when you cease to be the, the same Fair. person yeah if you lose 24 hours it's not like you're a guy with amnesia yeah. you're a cop now the prestige question comes down to vimmy the twin yeah when when it's uh when well, it's hey we're the, the, we're the, and also i think i've brought him up like six times yeah double sleeving that's that's the prestige question is who is the original you know, technically, <laughs> it, does the copy maintain, or it, or is it neither? Is it is it some weird kind of thing? Is it so, just the one that has had more time in the real world? We don't know. Well, it is funny when uh, in season one when Kovach does that when he double sleeves, he goes, "Well, we let him go to the or uh, you know the orgy island because technically he hasn't had sex yet." So, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> Which uh, the question is like, if you have more exposure in the real world, does that make you the more real of the two copies? Because yeah. are you copies. you, or are you just a collection of your memories? That's the question. That's and I like that, and that's again, this wasn't a fan theory. It came up. It's it's on our fan theories, which is interesting. Like discussion about it. Yeah, it's but the question uh, it of, was, uh, can a soul be contained in a hard drive? Well, again, I guess in the sense of the sci-fi science fiction, I'd say the question to answer is yes. But being backed up and then 
downloaded, that's not the same soul. That's all. Or that's all I was whole, trying to get at. Is this whole thing a discussion of there is no such thing as the soul? You are just a collection of memories. And that's another question that it raises that it doesn't that's directly answer, yeah. which I like. Well, um, then that begs the question: like, if that's the case, then why is the copy of Kelcrest and the copy of Kovach? Why are they still bound together so hard? Are they just yeah. programmed to be lovers for eternity, or like, is there a soul there that binds them? There's no real answer. Yeah, or is it just like you know, their equations match up? You know, if if yeah. they're all math equations at the end of the day, you know, it's like, hey, they add up, and there's, you know, it it, it raises a lot of excuse me, cool questions. Um, that's that uh COVID heartburn, um, yep. <laughs> from eating too much and staying inside. Um, yes. but uh. The, talking about the shows, like before we get into like favorite and least favorite, I have some, I have some gripes. That, Go for uh, it. Well, just use them as your least favorite. We'll start with that. Well, I don't know if I can start it with the least favorite because I'm not certain if it falls. I, I think I haven't determined what my actual least favorite is. Here's just my list of gripes. You know what really well, grinds my gears? No, lots of um, things. <laughs> is Fair season existence. two. <laughs> Bear existence, existence of bears. <laughs> yes, the existence of bears. <laughs> Damn it! They're really bears. Damn um, you, bears. Um, I have a bear on my hat right now. See. Uh, good to know, you dude. Can't see it, viewers, but no, they're not viewers. They're listeners. Well, they're viewing something while they're listening. Suck it, Trebek. Shut up, Drumsy. <laughs> um, so. In season t- season one gives us this gives us the exposition dump and it brings us into this world kind of over time. And right. uh, and then because they, they mention Harlan's world, they mention there's other planets in the protectorate, but it takes place on Earth. It takes place in San Francisco and it's all in sort of familiar territory. Yes, it's in the future. Yes, there's this weird concept of bodies. Also where Starfleet is headquartered. Yes, <laughs> but but everything we can kind of get our heads around. Season two goes, here's Harlan's world. Here's Governor Danica fucking whatever her name was. She was hot. Danica her, Harlan. Danica Harlan, Harlan yeah, yeah, from yeah. Harlan's world. It, but it's like, it's like, hey, Danica's taking over for her dad. Like, do we know who her dad is? Have we ever met Governor Harlan? Turns out, no. We'd never met him before, ever. They just drop us in the middle of the shit like uh, we should know was, what we're talking about. Wasn't he Dick Winters from Band of Brothers? No. I thought he was. Are you sure? I don't. I'm 90% sure. We'll Google but, it later. I think that he's the same actor from. Uh, but I in any case, like we really weren't introduced flashback. to him at all. Right. Like in season one, he's not a character from season one. And it's just some family thing we're supposed to just know about in season two. Mm-hmm. I thought I missed an episode. I was like, shit, did I miss something here? Season two starts off really weakly, where it's just, here, here's everything you saw from season one. Now here's something completely different. Except right. there's Takeshi Kovach and Poe, and it's the only two things we have that are, you know, similar to the season one, and it's just a completely different feel. The writing's very different, and I, uh, to be fair, I just I didn't care for it. Oh, so uh, I was right. Um, Harlan was in one episode of season one and a couple episodes in season two in flashbacks, and he's played by the guy who plays Dick Winters in Band of Brothers. Interesting. He's Conrad one of my favorite Harlan. actors. Um, yeah. What is because. Again, you didn't even rewatch season one, but I did, and I he did not come up at all for me. Like he wasn't on my radar. Either I wasn't paying attention in the scene he was in, but 
it didn't it wasn't Harlan's world was not important in season one nearly at all. Well, they except for the fact that that's the where founders. the envoys were. They briefly mentioned the founders, elders. That's the scene. Elders, elders. elders, no, no, no. elders. No, I'm talking about the founders. These are the guys who were the first generation of myths who founded the different uh, worlds. The, the founders of Harlan's world, but that's only in season two where they talk about that. Okay. Just saying. I'm telling you, if you, if you rewatch season one like I asked you to, <laughs> you'd be in the same boat. Okay. What about you? What's your least favorite part? <sighs> there was a lot going on, um, and there was not... I don't know. There, there's a lot you're just like led to try to figure out on your own. I did like I'm the okay fact with. that it was a futuristic setting, but it felt familiar because the familiarity was the fact that I felt like I was just watching something that was in the universe of Blade Runner. Yeah. It felt very Blade Runner to me. So, yeah, very in much one, so. In one way, it was very familiar. In the other, it was like, this is a ripoff of Blade Runner. But it's not, but it still felt that way. I couldn't help but drawing conclusions there Let's you know say it together blade runner <laughs> blade runner it felt like blade runner <laughs> not to say i don't like it but it felt like a rip off blade runner so that's that, my gripe. See, that, that's a fair gripe I, I i get behind that one um the multiple language thing the super futuristic the lots of sexy crap and then if they synth- had had if they had done a city speak it would have been too much of a ripoff. <laughs> I mean, it was very similar to you know the partner in the first episode or the first season with the guy and yeah, which Ever James almost. <laughs> yeah, everyone's kind of speaking like multiple language snippets, and that's pretty much what City Speak yeah. is. So yeah, that's fair. I mean, it, it felt very it, like it, it kind of did feel like RoboCop meets uh, meets Blade Runner. Yeah, something like I, that. I'd say that's a good a good combination of uh, uh, known sci-fi to kind of get you where yeah. we're going here. What about um, you? What's your favorite part of Altered Carbon? We've talked about this. Poe, he's by. Yeah. I let you have it. <laughs> you, you you even let me have that one, and I have another favorite part. But I, I'm, I want to hear what yours is. So it's, if it's not if it's the same thing, I'm not stealing both of yours. But Poe is just such a great. The actor who plays him does a phenomenal job, wonderful job playing this AI pretending to be a 19th century poet. Right. The the uh, who married his cousin. Who married his cousin? Because all 18th century poets did that too. I mean, um, yeah. <laughs> Charles Darwin did it, and he he's the one. If one person should have known better, yeah, it made his line weak. <laughs> he will not survive the winter. His daughter didn't, I don't think. Um, but um, uh, just God, he's so fucking good, and he and he's just it's such it's so great. You guys, I don't know if anyone can understand my excitement about it without watching the, the show. Mastery of like being dry and being sarcastic at the same time, and also being a poet that died five hundred years before his IA was created. AI was created. Yeah, it's just a it's, very interesting juxtaposition. It's pretty great. Yeah. What about you? What was your favorite part? I like your, the well, your theme. next favorite part. <laughs> yeah, specifically, I like the theme of exploring love and like honor and like your obligations what are you obliged to do when your shell dies your body dies is your soul bound to any contracts is it bound to any prior you know agreements that you have with people i mean uh, he pops up in the second season and meets this other japanese guy who's in the yakuza and he recites his family's death poem to him and instantly the guy's like yeah you're takeshi kovach i owe you we're bros like, you know, it doesn't matter what shell you're in. Like, you did this thing for me eons ago. Who knows? You know, it doesn't matter. Like, it's cool. Like, okay, are you going to honor 
the person you love and your sister and all these other things that like over the ages you have agreed to, or do you get to reset when you go to a new sleeve? Like every time you back up Mm -hmm. or like a hundred years later, okay, our verbal agreements over. It's a hundred years, bitch. Like, sorry, I'm just going to (laughs) be me now. Like, or do you, are you honor bound? And that's, yeah, honestly, that's like part of him being a Japanese guy is like, is that part of his, social mantra like is that yeah, part of reincarnation is a really big concept yeah. in this as well so is the question if you were born as takeji kovach which i'm assuming he was born as a japanese guy because they he talk about as, he was born as half japanese half right. slavic so if he's japanese slavic when he's born does that have anything to do with him reincarnating like does well, he so have they, to carry those yeah. ethics with him it's because an interesting question born. and i think and i think the show answers the show's different opinions on it. So like the protectorate says you as DHF digital human freight, that is you. No matter what sleeve you occupy, whatever promises you've made under that DHF, that is what you must do. And then that is who you are. They, they reframe it in another character, which is Jaeger. Jaeger is the guy who sucks him in initially. Jaeger was so cool. He's a great character. I love the actor in season two as well. Yes. Phenomenal. his motivations are purely from something that happened 300 years ago as well. Yeah. He is just bound to be part of the protectorate. And, yeah. He is bound to bring Takeshi Kovach back in. He doesn't care about his own name and his own accomplishments. He just cares about doing what he swore to do, which Concept, is also like, yeah. if he's Jaeger, you have to assume maybe he's German or something. But he like, is. He speaks German to him many times. Exactly. So does that have anything to do with his DHF? The fact that he was just born a so, German. So, the, so there's two con- So they mentioned it a couple times in a show uh, a concept of the birth sleeve, right? Hey, right. I got to get my birth sleeve back. So apparently, it is important to hold on to the one you're born with as your long as possible. Yeah, that, is your that identity is, your collection of thoughts or the yeah. person you were born as? So, it, but right. also in this world, you can just switch your identity in a in a second. It's, it's like one of a. Lawrence Boncroft's uh, is his one of his daughters uh, ro- rides her mom's extra clones for fun. I'd ride her mom too. So <laughs> no, but like she get God damn it, she uh, <laughs> she uses her mom's clones to like fuck people, like just for hey. fun. I mean, hey, <laughs> um, and and her mom's body is designed to give off these like pheromones during sex that make each other feel exactly what the other person's okay. feeling. Yeah, let me bring something else up. <laughs> In the age of being ultimately resleeved several hundred, I mean, you could be resleeved however many times. Infant, infant You've done time. all this stuff. Let me ask you this. Does vanilla sex even, is that doing anything for you anymore at this point? I don't think it can at some point. At some point. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, it, I mean obviously our conversation had return. to get to this point. There's but... a point of diminishing return. Like, a hundred years so... of banging, you're like, it'd be like, all right, then you switch genders or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But you Cross get something else out of what it. they call it. Yeah, you get something else out of it when you're like the other gender or whatever assigned. Dude, you whatever. know, there's married couples in this universe that swap sleeves is like a kink. You know right that on. exists. Yeah. I mean, you've got to explore every known kink and then a bunch. I mean, of why not <laughs> when there's no permanent I mean, they kind of get into that in season one where every, all the Mets are just bored out of their fucking minds. Yeah, and, and they, they can't get off anymore unless they're, like, really killing people. Like, that's how they get off. Yeah. They have to actually torture people. <laughs> I mean, people do that now, and they only live, like, 80 years. So imagine <laughs> how it is when you live 600 when years. You live, you know? Yeah, when you live several hundred years, if not longer. Yeah, um, that's the question. Like, is your human lifetime, is that the 
set amount that you should be able to experience. And if you go yeah. past that, what are the consequences? That's and does our mortality actually, you know, create some sort of honor in us? And without yeah, it, is, what do we become? Is Kel, you know, is she right in that if you only have one life to give, you giving your life for something means something. But if you're immortal, giving your life doesn't mean shit because you just pop right yeah. back up. So that's the question. That's what the show explores, and I, I really like that about it. Yeah. Again, I love the concept. I I can't wait for season three. I hope they kind of take more pages out of the season one book than they do the season two book, or you know, right. the playbook rather. Um, I agree. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna watch season three. I'm just not as psyched about it as I. I, I recommend you rewatch season one. And anyone who's listening, uh, before if you haven't seen season two and you did watch season one, definitely rewatch it because seeing them both back to back. Uh, again, with what's going on right now, I think we got plenty of time to sit and binge shitty podcasts like this. And and, if you're you the know, type that Netflix was going to start on season two, you're just wrong anyway. <laughs> like, if you've never seen season one, you're just wrong. What I'm saying, if you did watch season one back in the day and you're j- thinking about jumping into season two, don't jump into it before you've seen season one again. Um, I, I would dis- I would de-rec- disrecommend what you did uh, to our viewers. Yeah. Sure. Um, to our listeners, rather. Netflix sponsor us. We're trying to give you more listens or more views. Come on, Netflix, <laughs> you can do it. Uh, but at the end of the day, that's altered carbon. Um, this has been it's, our first. It's worth listening to or not, watching. Yeah, this has been our first uh, quarantine podcast. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully, they get over this shit in a while, and we're able to do them back in the same recording room again. Um, but uh, you know, everyone stay safe out there, and uh, that's that's all I have to say about this. I don't know don't if you have any viruses. Thought. I have enough viruses, damn you. Well, you'll just re-sleeve. <laughs> True. Fair enough. Okay, <laughs> bye. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to The Fluent Nerd. Go ahead and please join us next week. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Fluent Nerd. If you like what you heard, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. <laughs> you're your podcasts. Also, tell your friends about us. Like Seriously, text one right now or shout if you happen to be in public. You can send your feedback, show ideas, or behind-the-scenes stories to thefluentnerd at gmail.com. If you want to give a very special thanks to our musical talent, Sean Ryan. Go ahead and check him out on Instagram, SoundCloud, and Facebook. And we'll see you guys next week. That's the best we're going to do.